Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new monthly edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes today. American Funds Distributors, Inc. You know, it can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. Invisible struggles like stress and burnout, caregiving for a loved one, or being misunderstood. But insight, awareness, and empathy will help us better see the issues they're dealing with. And that can make us and our companies healthier, too. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. What could you do if your data was working for you? and not against you. With Bloomberg delivering enterprise data directly to your systems, you get easy access to the details you want, optimized for higher level analysis, and financial data experts committed to helping you maximize your every move. Our data is made for more, so you can show the world what you're made of. Visit Bloomberg.com slash enterprise data to learn more. Dana Diari is our guest for the half hour. She is the co-CIO at InvestNet, joining from just outside of Philadelphia. Dana, thanks for being with us. Uh, Talk to me a little bit about what you saw in markets today. A lot of strength in retail stocks. We also had leisure shares performing very well. Are you a buyer of equities right now in the U.S.? Yeah, look, I think markets have been on such a tear, and it's, it's interesting to me. I mean, just looking at the last month and how much we've clawed back from what we lost over the course of the year, um, I don't think it means we're out of the woods completely, but if you're long-term, you know, in, in your thinking, for sure. I mean, it, it, any time is a good time to buy, I'll put it that way. Certainly not, um, certainly not for the reason, though, that you think that, hey, we're past all of, you know, the negatives. So in terms of negatives, how do you view recession risk now? Is it different to what you might have thought a couple of months ago? You know, I I think the picture is, you know, slightly more positive, right? I think things are a bit on the uptick. Um, It doesn't mean, though, you know, so I I say that with the caveat kind of being more where I would focus energy, and that is that inflation is still terribly high. We were all very happy to see, you know, a minuscule reduction. But let's face it, compared with the Fed funds rate, it's still extremely high. The Fed's going to have to continue with rate increases. We're seeing housing kind of continue to get hammered. Um, you know, New York Fed manufacturing down. So we're seeing these issues with growth and um, payrolls report still good. So that sort of empowers the Fed, Fed to continue with, um, I think, rate hikes. So, yes, slightly more positive picture on the momentum in the stock market and investor um, sentiment there. But at the end of the day, I think we've got rocky roads still ahead. So we're getting a bit of a relief, what would appear to be a little bit of relief from the pullback in energy prices. Does that cause you to be a, a little more bullish, let's say, or are you concerned that uh, there's going to be a lot of volatility in the energy market going forward? Yeah, you know what the problem is? When you see something um, in inflation that is actually uh, tapering a bit, the problem, though, is that we still have kind of this um, relentless drive up of some of the, you know, rents and, and food. So I'm not, you know, the, the energy, the, the reduction we're seeing in energy, I think is a good thing, but we need to see that going across more of the core CPI before we can, you know, kind of say, okay, we might be past the worst of inflation. And uh, Dana, we had a bit of disappointing data out of China this week, industrial production, retail sales, both a miss. I'm just wondering what your outlook is for Chinese growth and more broadly, what the implications are in terms of an economic drag globally. 
Yeah, it's um, interesting to be revisiting this. I I remember one of the last discussions I had um, on Bloomberg Radio was regarding China, and here we are again. And the question was, hey, is China investable? And, you know, it looked like things were working out, uh, you know, a little bit, or at least some of the trouble subsiding. And now we're in a situation where literally we're struggling to have audits, you know, with some of these companies. And to your point, um, you know, China has really been, uh, you know, key to globalization, outsourcing, et cetera. So I think it is troublesome. It's not, not only for emerging market indexes, which now you're increasingly seeing options to invest ex-China there, uh, but, you know, globally. Yeah, I mean, the the story or the conversation around decoupling is becoming a lot more intense. You you spoke mm-hmm. of the delisting. Yeah, five uh, state-owned companies in the last week notifying uh, markets that they will essentially remove them their ADRs from trading here in the U.S. When it comes to the notion of decoupling and uh, the reshoring of certain enterprises that have really been a part of uh, the manufacturing economy in China. Is, is that a play that you're investing in right now? And I'm thinking, not that we think of semiconductor manufacturing as a, as a China story. I mean, that's part of the Inflation Reduction Act. Um, well, it, the separate act, I should say, the CHIPS Act. But um, mm-hmm. there seems to be a lot more emphasis on this reshoring story. Is that something that you're buying into and investing in? We, we certainly see that, um, you know, and we're strategic in our investments, so we wouldn't take a tactical um, push on something like that. But I would say to you that, you know, sustainable investing is very big and uh, growing on our platform. And, you know, I, there's certainly connections to this, right? This idea of decoupling, this idea that um, we have to be energy independent and, you know, say what you will about the Inflation Reduction Act and, you know, the name of it and, and what it has to do with that. Uh, not not clear, but what is clear is that uh, clean energy is a winner. And I think clean energy is a part of this decoupling story. Yeah, in terms of the Inflation Reduction Act, uh, clearly uh, one of the key motivations there is making life a little bit easier for the American consumer and taxpayer. What, what does consumer health look to you like at the moment? Well, you know, some of these, so certainly um, we're still getting sort of mixed results on consumer sentiment. Obviously, today was interesting with retail sales, and it looks like, oh, we're, you know, a little bit coming out of the woods, right? Um, Some positivity showing up in earnings. I think what we saw this earnings season was it was a little better than we thought it would be. And actually, I'll say maybe significantly better than we thought. But we've also seen, you know, a lot of concern about what the forward guidance is. And so it, it suggests that 2023 may not look as good. So, you know, it, it, we give and take here, right? But in terms of the act that you asked, I, I think, you know, clean energy, yes. Um, inflation reduction, probably, you know, not, not so much of a great link there um, from our perspective. So, Dana, then when you look at the U.S. Treasury curve being inverted the way that it is right yeah. now, are you thinking that, hey, it's inevitable that we're going to have a recession and the Fed may have no choice but to create one to get inflation under control? Or is there a, a chance that we're going to get a soft landing? There's always a chance. I think the betting money probably is that if we're not already technically in a recession, that um, we probably have to end up there to a certain extent. I mean, job markets generally have to be um, worse off than they are for us to be in recession. So, you know, it's hard, it's hard to say, well, we definitely, right? We, we had a payroll report that was still very strong. Um, but, you know, if, if you're saying where the odds are, odds are probably, you know, the Fed still has to cut, uh, increase rates, you know, and, and we have a long way to go to have parity between inflation and, and um, interest rates. 
Very quickly, Dana, 10 seconds. The market priced in Fed moves accurately at the moment? Um, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's binary. It's not a 10-second answer. I'm so sorry. You know, it's binary <laughs> to the extent it can, right? Um, All right. Possible outcomes, one price. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much, Dana Dioria, co-CIO at InvestNet. What could you do if your data was working for you and not against you? With Bloomberg delivering enterprise data directly to your systems, you get easy access to the details you want, optimized for higher-level analysis, and financial data experts committed to helping you maximize your every move. Our data is made for more, so you can show the world what you're made of. Visit Bloomberg.com enterprise data to learn more.